The Winding Stairs, Episode 2. You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to the study of the history of Freemasonry, Masonic news, and the art of self-improvement. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda, professional artist and master mason, 32nd degree of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. Hello and welcome to episode 2 of The Winding Stairs. I am glad that you have chosen to join me for this episode, and I hope that you find it to be edifying. I hope that you enjoy it and that you get a little something out of it. I certainly get a lot out of the research that I do for the for the episodes, and hopefully you can identify with whatever I find and I share through the program. On episode two, I want to start by telling you a little bit of what's going to become part of the of the program give you a little rundown on what to expect that way if you chose that you are interested in one or many of the topics that I will be discussing ahead hopefully you stick around and you listen to the show on its entirety and get the full benefit of this uh, of this Masonic program on this episode I will elaborate a little bit on the topic that we discussed on episode one regarding patience episode one you can find it on thewindingstairs.com forward slash zero zero one and you can listen there where we introduce the show and we introduce the study of patience very very interesting uh, topic and I'll be adding a couple things in this episode we will also introduce a new segment titled in the news and this segment is going to showcase a particular uh, news article uh, something that has happened recently related to Freemasonry in one way or another and a couple of thoughts regarding that particular news also we will be talking about the main topic which is Masonic education and the winding stairs is part of Masonic education for me because I do some research hopefully it inspires you to continue to learn outside of the podcast and the conversation continues outside of the outside of the program once the show ends and the episode is is finished the conversation continues on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr so I hope that if you have an account on either of those social media networks you join us and and join the conversation very very lively conversation that we've had regarding the first episode I'm very pleased with the success and the and the widespread of the program uh, how much support I'm receiving from the brothers and from the families and it is quite an exciting endeavor I will also be talking and highlighting some of the comments that you have posted in that particular uh, conversation on the social networks and if you if any of this sounds interesting to you please stick around listen to the entire program and let's make it a dialogue as I said in the first episode hopefully it's not just you listening to me but I want to also hear your opinion if there's anything that I say that perhaps you disagree with or that you think I left some points out let let us know 
either in the comment sections in the in the blog or at facebook.com forward slash Masonic Fundraiser. If you rather just send it as a private message, you can reach me at feedback at thewindingstairs.com and you can let me know if you, if there's anything in particular that you want to to talk about in the in the show, something you want to add to what we discussed. Before I proceed, I also want to to begin by giving back. I think it's important that in addition to receiving blessings from people, we are of blessings to them and someone that who certainly has been a, a blessing directly and indirectly has been brother robert johnson from the podcast once came you brother johnson has been of influence to me as has been brother eric diamond from ex oriente in my interest in putting together a podcast related to freemasonry i have been listening to podcasts since before i was a mason but listening to to both of these brothers has helped me in my in my journey to improve myself as a mason and hopefully you can gain something from listening to my program and you can say something similar in the future not for my benefit but for the 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 value that's behind the fellowship that we can have and it's it's somewhat interesting that at a distance we can hear each other you can be across the world listening to my voice and we still share the same values, same principles, the same desire to improve ourselves. And hopefully this journey is one that it's a very fruitful one. Brother Robert Johnson, as I was mentioning, he is the the producer of a Masonic podcast called Whence Came You. And you can find that at www.wcypodcast.com. Or you can find the link on the show notes of this episode at thewindingstairs.com forward slash 001. Part of the structure of the program that Brother Johnson puts together is includes discussion on Masonic papers that has that have been presented to, to different lodges throughout the United States or the world, papers that have been published in, in different Masonic magazines, but there's a particular segment that I really enjoy every time that he brings it forth. And it's called Freemason Conspiracies. I laugh every time because there are some crazy, crazy things out there. There are rumors that are beyond comprehension. And I, I guarantee you at least a little bit of a laugh whenever you hear this segment from Brother Robert Johnson's podcast. So find the, the link on the show notes. You can find them on Stitcher or iTunes. So let's get started with the program. First, the update that I wanted to bring regarding patience. I continue to find more information about patience and how it applies to our lives as Masons and men. And I have been taking copious notes about the subject. I'm not going to share everything through the podcast. Perhaps I can give some more information through through the blog. But there was one particular scripture that I found and I think is very pertinent for for the discussion. But first of all, why why will I quote from the Bible? The Bible is my great light, and although it might be a different one for other brothers that are listening on the podcast, one thing we we can agree upon 
and we can recognize is that regardless regardless of what volume of sacred law you you follow regardless of of what particular religion you you belong to every one of these sacred texts whether it's the bible the holy quran or or any any other uh, holy scripture there are undeniable truth within them there are some very specific blueprints about how we can improve ourselves or how great men throughout history have improved themselves or have proven their value through their life and legacy so regardless of what the source is I am certain that we can find great wisdom within these pages that we have been entrusted with so Proverbs 19:11 and I am using the New International Version Proverbs 19:11 it's attributed to the wise King Solomon uh, and it says a person's wisdom yields patience it is to one's glory to overlook an offense now think of that that a a person's wisdom is what produces patience in their life so the investment of time that you're putting into listening to this program picking up uh, a book on masonic history or masonic philosophy the time that you spend speaking with other people uh, speaking with like-minded people or even people that differ from your opinion that is time well spent because as you increase in your wisdom you're able to then be more patient now from a practical standpoint how am I a more patient individual simply by acquiring wisdom well, wisdom comes in many shapes and forms and one way that we can acquire wisdom is by listening without judgment to what other people are saying many times when we lose our patience with other people we have a lingering thought in our mind that sounds a little bit like this well this person is being unfair or they're not understanding well if they only knew or they can say that because they come from or they can say that because they are this so that is a thought that is in our mind sometimes when we're listening to another person and we don't give them a chance to really explain themselves because we are passing judgment as we're listening to them perhaps a thing uh, a behavior that can be very valuable in our endeavor to become more patient people is to actually focus on acquiring wisdom or understanding the other individual gathering as much information from what they're telling us as possible having empathy or or being being in peace as we listen when we listen without judgment we can achieve incredible things but sometimes judgment becomes this this shield that prevents us from actually uh, receiving information that's pertinent valuable and irreplaceable the next time you are interacting with, uh, with someone and you feel that you're becoming impatient try to remind yourself that through wisdom you are more patient and now in the news 
The first article that I want to discuss takes place in Arkansas. It's titled Treasures of Arkansas Freemasonry Exhibition. There's going to be an exhibition at the Grand... Uh, I'm sorry, this is from the Grand Lodge of Arkansas. It's going to be at the Historic Arkansas Museum. And it's going to be an exhibition featuring artifacts uh, from the, the Grand Lodge, including Masonic aprons, jewels, gavels, and there are two very, very interesting uh, things that I wish I could go and see, but I don't think I'm going to be in the area anytime soon. But if you are in in Arkansas, pay the museum a visit. This is a very rare thing uh, to have, an exhibition that's open to the public that has so many artifacts and is so comprehensive. But the two articles I, I'm very excited about are, number one, the chair of Arkansas's most famous Freemason, Brother Albert Pike. You'll be able to see that artifact on display there, as well as George Washington's family Bible. What a privilege would be to see these two things in person. Now, why are they doing this? Partly is because it's the one it's the 175th uh, anniversary from receiving their charter in 1853. This exhibition is going to take place from February 8th to June the 23rd. So it's a pretty ample window for you to go visit. But don't delay. Visit them soon and share your experience with us if you get to attend. Um, I have included some links in the show notes. So go there if you want to get more information. The second news is a little bit crazier. It, w it is about an arson attempt that was thwarted by a brother who was in the building at the time of the intrusion. This took place in Cincinnati Lodge Number 3 in Morristown, New Jersey on the night of February the 8th. Around 10.30 p.m., there was, um, there was a man who broke into the front doors of the lodge carrying jugs of gasoline. Fortunately, there was a brother inside who was taking care of the building. He was preparing to prepare for the for the inclement weather that they were experiencing. So he was able to uh, he was able to stop this attempt. The man that ran in, he was just screaming, saying that he was going to burn the place down, and the brother stopped him in his tracks and wrestled him to the ground. Imagine pinned him down until the police came and arrested him. He is facing charges of uh, arson and right now I un I know that, that from from some updates that I have been seeing on 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 my news feeds that the man is claiming insanity. And you'll laugh at this but he's even claiming that he is a king who has a brain that is half male and half female. Whatever that means, we don't know, but this is certainly a very, very bizarre uh, circumstance. Now, when I was reading about this story, it made me think, wow, well, how lucky that that lodge is a lodge that was built back in uh, the 1930s. Very beautiful lodge, and I imagine it has priceless artifacts and, and a lot of history. That would have been consumed in flames in no time, and considering that they were in the middle of such um, 
I think they were going through a blizzard at the time. For the authorities to show up and actually put the fire out in time before it was completely destroyed was very unlikely. So they're fortunate that the, there was a brother there to stop that from happening. Also, it made me think, are we in our lodges uh, taking precautionary measures to avoid things like this from happening? Like, does your lodge have an alarm? Do you have insurance for, for things of this nature? I think it's worth uh, looking at this um, at this situation, at this uh, news article, and, and thinking, what can we learn from it? Is there anything that we can do to avoid things like this from happening? In, in this case, it was an individual that, of course, he, he had some uh, mental, ish, uh, mental, you know, mental problems, or at least that's, that's his claim. But is there anything that we can do to raise awareness of what we do in the community? That we are not a negative organization, that there's no secret agenda to harm anybody. That instead what we do is help by charitable initiatives and we help in so many ways perhaps that's one of the reasons why we need to raise awareness within our communities of what we do yes there there are things that we have to to keep to ourselves there are uh, things that are secret we're not going to divulge everything related to to the craft not because it's negative but if you're if you're listening and you're a freemason you know that there's a certain beauty to the bond that we create by keeping these things private but we need to go out there in the community and let ourselves know i mean there were there are we have neighbors as a lodge is surrounded by houses and businesses and and people these people should know who we are they should see us out there and know that we are people of good intentions that we are virtuous let's do that let's outreach to the community so that they know the good works that we put out as Masons. Before we continue with the program, I I want to thank all the brothers that have listened to the first episode and they have shared it with their friends and and brothers. But another way in which you can help the program stay alive and continue to thrive is to visit the Masonic Marketplace section of thewindingstairs.com. As you probably know, I am a professional artist, and I have created different paintings and drawings related to our fraternity, and created them first for myself because I wanted to have access to uh, art that inspired me and kept me in touch with the lessons and tenets about, about Freemasonry. But hopefully they also do the same for you. If you see anything there that you would like, uh, perhaps you would want to have it in your lodge, I invite you to visit the the section. It's the Masonic Marketplace section at thewindingstairs.com. And all the shopping is securely done through PayPal. And I hope that you enjoy it. If you see anything there that you like, even if you're not interested in buying anything right now, Putting your opinion about it within the comments section certainly helps spread the word about the Masonic artwork that I have created in the program as well. So thank you in advance and I hope you enjoy it. As you know, our fraternity has a long history about teaching through symbols. And that is exactly what I do through the 
through the Masonic Collection, in particular the Masonic Light Collection that f uh, features the three degrees of craft masonry. And any time that I see these pieces, I am reminded of the lessons that are contained within those symbols, which is a very, very efficient way of uh, communicating Masonic education. Which leads me to the main section of this program. Masonic education is the topic of today. And Masonic education is something that is very important for me. I think that when we join the fraternity, there are many things that motivate us to to seek more information about about the craft. And there's this mystery of things that we want to find out. There's all that uncertainty of what is it that actually happens behind closed doors. Well, now we are part of the of Freemasonry. We are Masons, and as Masons, we have the responsibility to improve ourselves with the light that is available to us through the lessons of the craft. But just by receiving a degree, just by witnessing the degree... We cannot say with honesty that we are fully improved. The way that the, the craft is structured, we receive the degrees, then we spend a time learning, proving therefore proficiency in the material included within the degree. And if we apply it to our lives, not just memorize or learn, when we learn and apply it to our lives, that's when we actually achieve what we join the the fraternity um, so there are many ways in which we can acquire light through masonry and we can improve ourselves and increase our knowledge about about freemasonry and there are two kinds of of education as i see it there's the structured education and then there's the organic education I call it structure education, that which comes directly from your lodge, from your Masonic district, or perhaps the Grand Lodge. It's a very specific program, perhaps established and revised by, by the senior members of the fraternity to make sure that the correct lessons are provided consistently throughout all the lodges in the district and in the and in the states or the region that you that you belong to so it's almost as I compare it to perhaps when you go to to the university there's a curriculum there's a specific set of classes that you should go through if you if you hope to graduate at the end and be considered a professional in your field the same thing happens with with the fraternity there are supplements to to the education and some you can find directly through your lodge some through the masonic district or the region in which you are so it is important that you go out and seek them or perhaps ask people within your lodge that are more knowledge more knowledgeable than you and and see what is the actual process that i need to to go through uh, for example in in Florida, I am part of the 17th Masonic District of, of Florida, and our Grand Lodge has a set of, um, let's call them modules, that you can access um, 
and and study them and it's almost like a correspondence course in which you do some research answer some questions send it in for evaluation and eventually you receive back some sort of receipt or uh, a certificate an acknowledgement that you actually have done the work that you have that you have attempted to acquire and increase uh, knowledge so that's from the Grand Lodge there's in my in my in my Grand Lodge there is what's called the Master Mag Master Mason examination and it's a supplement to the education that you receive within the lodge within the your particular lodge so I encourage you to seek out because there is plenty of information that is regular information that is uh, monitored by the by the senior members of the of the fraternity so that you're whatever you're learning is something that has been found regular within uh, Freemasonry now there's also organic Masonic education and and I call it organic because it's almost like it, it just happens and it happens to several through several means but I would caution that you are prudent in your search and you are you you are discerning about what is actually re regular and credible within the sources that you find because there is a lot of information out there especially now that we have access to the internet and Google for example has made it so easy for us to find and share information that you don't want to spend time consuming uh, material that's that's not actually edifying so as, as we always say consider your sources so make sure that you that you find what the, the reputation of the source from which you are acquiring the the Masonic education so that you're not led astray so among the organic education you're gonna find books there is an incredible number of books available in um, digital form in antiques uh, antique books so you can have a physical book or a digital book and you can expand your library and spend time studying this now one thing that I enjoy about Masonic education is the opportunity to share this information with my brothers or perhaps bring it forth and say oh did you know that back in the 1600s it was customary to do this or the other and I find it very exciting because I can compare what perhaps some brothers lived and experienced a hundred years ago 200 years ago and how does it compare to my experience you get to see the similarities and you get to see the the kinds of words that you actually shared with your brothers um, that you share in common with brothers from antiquity and and it shows you the differences of today now it is clear that we are not to attempt to be innovative in in the craft and the way that I take that we are not to try to make up information or make up um, traditions however there are technolo technological advances that made it make it necessary for us to adapt as as an organization and one of them is per, uh, for example the internet the internet has opened an in, a, a, 
an amazing amount of channels through which we are able to spread Masonic light and and spend time even communicating with brothers. Where in the past it would have been necessary for you to be sitting in front of another uh, of another brother to even discuss some of the esoteric elements of our fraternity or perhaps to to talk about the history of Freemasonry today you're able to speak with people from all over the world at virtually no cost I can sit here and I can uh, communicate whether it is through a blog or through Facebook Twitter you name it and I can communicate with someone across the world someone on the other side of the world is also sharing on this experience with me so I invite you to first if you are new to masonry or even if you haven't uh, joined the fraternity and you're interested in joining the fraternity I will be speaking more in detail in the next episode about um, what the actual process is to join Freemasonry and but I encourage you to actually go through the channels. There's a structured way of acquiring Masonic education. It is provided by your local lodge, by the Masonic District, and the Grand Lodge. But it doesn't end there. You, need, you continue doing your own research and continue um, sharing and fellowship with other brothers and expanding your, your knowledge about the fraternity. And like I've said before, the ultimate goal is that you become a better person. If you become a better man, by consequence, you will become you will increase or improve upon your family unit. And then you will continue to exert this influence upon your community. And that grows it's like a it's concentric circles. You influence yourself, improve yourself, then imp uh improve your family, improve your community, and ultimately you improve humanity on its entirety. You have an influence on the course of humanity, but it starts with you. You can't try to change the world by trying to go as a one-man army trying out to go out and change the world. No, it starts with you. And taking the step to be to become a mason, that's a very valuable step. Increasing your Masonic education is another very valuable step you take in that direction. And applying the knowledge that you receive through Masonry is that ultimate step. When you improve yourself, then you can affect the world. In talking about improving yourself, on episode one, we talked about patience. And the question of the week was, what changes can you make to become a more patient person and I want to thank everybody who participated in the dialogue and thank you for helping keep this program a two-way street but among the answers that we received one of them actually alluded to the fact that we put ourselves or don't shy away from situations that can test our patience because it's only through the exercise of patience that we can become better. Also, it was pointed out that taking a deep breath or taking a second to relax or contemplate the situation helps in slowing down our reaction. We don't want to react in a very aggressive way. So 
actually gathering our thoughts and contemplating the situation helps us in a great manner. Your conversation helps keep this show moving forward. It makes it even more interesting. So please, let's keep the comments coming. You can message me directly at feedback at thewindingstairs.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Masonic Fundraiser or directly through our website at thewindingstairs.com. The question of this week is, what is your favorite Masonic education resource? Add your comments to the blog post or at Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter at windingstairs33. Thank you again for joining me. I hope that you have learned something in this program. I certainly have. And please join me again next time as we continue our journey up the winding stairs. Thank you.